0: Hello and we are back with another episode of Out of Character and I am Jupiter Sanders and today we're going to talk about editing because you know whenever you have a new podcast you have to learn how to do that that terrible terrible part of it and today I have our editor for Without a Net for I don't know you tell me uh from our uh, Without a Net discord we just call him Oz. you've been doing the sound editing for the Shadowrun saga for Without a Net from episode 48
1: on? Yes, I did the editing for about half of the Shadowrun saga. I also do editing for Side Tangent Productions, specifically their Rusting Glitch Face property. And I've been working on there since about episode 9, and we're running into episode 30 now.
0: So I have somebody qualified to talk about editing. Thanks for being here. Uh,
1: it's a pleasure to be here. I wouldn't say, you know, I'm talented or experienced, but I can, I can certainly teach a thing or two about uh, the podcast editing mm-hmm. business.
0: So you jumped into doing the sound editing for Without a Net because you had listened to some of the episodes and you went, mm, I think I can add some stuff to it. Right? Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, so that is very fair to say. Without it, it was good. And then I was just listening to some of these episodes and as as things progressed, I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, you know, it could just add a little bit of a splash. Let's let's add a little bit of drama here and you can do a lot of drama with a couple of sound effects or or some background music or you know, you can really twist the heartstrings, and then you know, I found that you get people used to that; they enjoy it, and it's great. And then when you cut all that out and you just leave the vocals mm-hmm. of what's going on between you know players and and the GM, that is when people sit up and take notice. It's like, yeah, there are some good background. Oh shit, something serious is happening now, and it's been super useful. It's been a lot of fun.
0: And prior to without a net, your experience sound editing was.
1: Um, nothing.
0: Nothing. And you went to school or took a class or did something to learn how?
1: My only class was the streets and my school <laughs> was School of Hard Knocks. I, I listened to about 10 minutes of a one hour YouTube video <laughs> that the GM BAMS put out. Mm-hmm. Because I told him, I was like, yeah, I'd like to give this this thing a try. Here's what I think I can do. It's like, okay, well, here's where I do it. And I watched it for 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just going to dive in.
0: So I I guess my point is, if you've never done it or you have no idea how to do it, that doesn't mean you can't learn it, even on your own. You are completely self-taught.
1: That is correct. And yeah, it seems like it's going to be really advanced. It seems like it's going to be very onerous. But the best editing hardware in the business is your own two ears. You you alone will be able to hear it and you can think, okay, I don't like that. How can I make that better? And, you know, there's free software on the internet. That's that's almost exclusively what I use. There's some very good paid software. Mr. Stonebender of CritSquad, he, he uses paid software. There's a couple other podcasters I know who do book reviews. They all use the same program, Reaper. It mm-hmm. is extremely, extremely good, especially for what you pay for it. But there are other programs out there that do what I need to do and I don't have to pay anything for them.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about some of the free ones, because I'm going to bet that if, if I'm going to dip my toe into the sound editing pool here, I'm not going to want to make a big investment. I'm going to want to start with the free stuff first. Absolutely.
1: So the the one that everybody knows about is Audacity. And Audacity was not originally for podcasting but we've made it work. And so it's free. It's very easy to use. I would say the disadvantage to it is it can take a while to load when you've been futzing with a file for like four or five hours and it ends up being huge.
0: Other than Audacity?
1: The other free program that I use is called Studio One 4. Studio mm-hmm. ONE version 4. It is a it's a little more robust for podcasting. It is specifically used to make your own music and sound effects. You can bring in a wave file or an MP3 and you can load it up and then you can do your your editing in there. It's very slick. It's a very nice program for what I'm used doing with podcasts. I, I tend to go down the route of I'm making an audio drama. I will use Audacity more than I will Studio One. For just cutting out, uh, or, um, ah, I'll use Studio One because that's it's very slick for me to use. It's very easy.
0: Any other programs that you've used, either paid or, or not?
1: One other program that I have access to and I occasionally use, it's called Levelator. And mm-hmm. this is a program that will normalize everyone's like if, if you've got a file and you've got some people who are quieter than others, Levelator evens everybody out. So they're at the same kind of volume. And mm-hmm. I want to say amperage, but that's not right. Amplification. That's correct.
0: So giving how you phrase that answer, level Levelator is not free because you said you had access to.
1: Uh, Levelator is free. Okay. It is a it, it's something I don't use often because mm-hmm. in both podcasts that I edit either somebody else is using it or it's already been used and so in those cases i don't really have to worry about it but if it's something that i'm working on from scratch like there was a audio drama episode that i i essentially wrote and edited from start to finish for without a net, i use level to make sure everybody was even i used a lot of audacity and then other free i won't call them programs but because I'm in the audio drama biz so to speak I'm using a lot of sound effects archives I've got I've had up until recently a Sirenscape subscription which is specifically created to work with RPGs I go to freesound.org. I use a lot of sound effects from there. There is one or two others that I should have. AudioBlocks, that's also a subscription service. It's very good for sound effects. And then of course, there's doing what they call Foley work, where if I need a knock on a door, it's really easy for me to hit the record button and go knock on a door, you know?
0: Yeah. So we've we've covered all the different programs out there. How difficult are they? Like if, if you if you know nothing, you just download Audacity the first day, how intuitive is it? Like, is, is it going to be difficult? Do I need a friend who's used it to kind of walk me through it? Do I need to watch videos on YouTube?
1: Some videos would help. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say that having somebody to walk you through it for Audacity, just so you know what you're looking at, mm-hmm. you can, there's some of the stuff that you can intuit. It has a lot of tools. There's a lot of tools that I'm still messing with because I'm not sure what they're going to do to the audio file when I apply them. And mm-hmm. there's some others that don't, like. If you need to cut out a a section of a word, like if somebody's stutter, 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 stuttering. If somebody mm-hmm. is stuttering, well, now you've got this little file right here, and you can cut out all of that stutter, and you can just smooth out the lines so all of it sa- all it will sound like is if you've got stuttering, you can remove it.
0: I know I have Audacity downloaded, but I have not really messed with it to know, and I'm I'm going to have to obviously so (laughs) i'll see how that works out now luckily for me in this podcast i don't really have to worry about sound effects thank goodness i just have to put some intro music some outro music and call her and just you know take the silences out maybe clip some things but sure sound effects sound um, effects what's the right balance what what do you strive for when you add sound effects to episodes
1: Adding sound effects to an episode is a lot like cuisine. You add just enough spice so it tastes good because if you dump it on there it's going to it's going to be horrible. So what I try to do is I will I will listen to the episode and I will think okay, I can add in some pieces here like if if it is almost entirely a dialogue episode then I will focus more on background ambiance. Like if you are in the office of of a garage of a scrapyard and the person who's describing the scene says that there's one of those clocks hanging on the wall that looks like a cat. And so when it ticks, the eyes go back and forth and the tail swings with the pendulum. Mm -hmm. You know exactly how that sounds. And so if I add that, it's a little bit more immersion but if i've got stuff happening consistently then that ambiance that background those those individual effects will pull you away from the actual part of 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 the podcast you're listening to which is the dialogue between players so i will i will aim for the points of most dramatic impact or if i need a what i what i personally like doing is if i can develop a refrain or a theme for each character and if the scene is focusing on that character, then I can use that theme, that refrain, and it keeps people moving with what's going on. It's like they they hear a piano, oh, this is, this is Mary Sue's theme, it goes into a violin. Oh, we're talking about Chuck now. The twang of a guitar, oh, that must be RC. It's very useful for people to use that in order to see a change in scene. And that's also what I use sound effects for is Okay, I need to change the scene if I've got a group of investigators that are getting into a car and driving from Boston to Innsmouth, having a the sound of four car doors closing and a car starting up. Everybody knows we're ending scene and now moving to a new location.
0: I remember one episode where the the Shadowrun team were all talking to each other in it was text or it was DNI or something and you added notification chimes. Oh yes. At the beginning of each one. And so you just kept hearing these little notifications happening in the background every time a message went through. And I, I thought that really added a a real element because we get those notification sounds now. And, and I thought it kind of breathed a little more life into it, even though it was such a simple little thing to add.
1: What was fun about that one, and I love that you brought that up, is because when i match them to the voices of the shadow runners when when mary sue or somebody is basically stuttering through text because somebody has said something incredibly just surprising and then there's okay but 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 and if i make each one of those a text message you can tell it's mm-hmm. like these these false starts and you keep on setting but and then you just don't she doesn't know what to type. And so she keeps on throwing these things out. And you know that she's exasperated and yet she's not quote unquote saying anything. It's all mm-hmm. through text and you can just tell. And everybody knows somebody like that, where they have a word per line and oh. it drives everyone crazy.
0: Oh gosh. But in a setting like like Shadowrun, that is very technology heavy. Yes. It's nice to add those little things that help bring that to life and let listeners, you know, kind of be more immersed in it.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I um, agree.
0: Are, are there any, like uh, any missteps you've made?
1: Oh, so many. <laughs> I have made. We only so have many. an hour. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Now the the thing is though, is. A lot of the mistakes that I have made, most of it is, you know, is my background music too loud? Does the background fit the scene? Am I using too many sound effects when I should be using less? Am I using not enough? A lot of that you will never see because I just go back a save and make it go away and I try again. So the final product ends up being you get a one hour, a one hour recording. I've been working on it for at least two and with some of them, particularly when there's a lot of table chatter or just a lot of the the players are all talking over each other, a one hour recording will take me four to six hours to edit.
0: Hmm. So without a net, like I said, like we said, you, you came about halfway into that that saga, but resting glitch face, you've been with since the beginning. Mm-hmm. How are the two different? as far as editing for adding effects for or I'm, are you because you've done without a net do you kind of have a better grasp on resting glitch face and you're now you're like pushing to do more things with that or are you still in this whole learning phase process are you still a beginner
1: I will forever be a beginner at this. I think if I wanted to rise above that, I would make this a full-time thing. I would get a second system. I would set it up for a professional a professional podcasting format. With Resting Glitch Face, Eric, who is the GM, is very insistent. He says, I just need the OC cut out. I just want this smoothed out. And I will take care of the rest. And so he has his own background music, that stuff he adds. I feel I don't need to add anything more, but we still chat from time to time. And I'll tell him, I think you should cut here, because if you cut here, it cuts at a dramatic point and you'll get two episodes out of this. And then at other points, he'll say, can you make two episodes out of this? And I will say, there's an hour and a half of OOC chat chat here on a, a two hour and 30 minute recording. There's no way. So I would say... Um, working with, without a net has given me a lot more experience and what to, and know, know how to know what to do with resting glitch phase. But I think both of them are very different in how they, how I approach editing anyway, and just kind of how they approach the games as a whole.
0: So let's let's talk about that. Let's say I'm gonna start an actual play podcast and I'm gonna try to do this editing thing. What tips do I give my my players, my cast members, so they make it easier for me in post?
1: Oh man. Okay, that is that is the greatest question because the the meat of anything that we do is If we don't have a a good recording, if you don't have good players, if they don't, if they can't enunciate, if the enunciation thing isn't part of the character, if you don't have a good base to work with, then all the editing in the world is not going to save it. So I would say the first thing you should do is when you bring your recording software online, you give your date, what episode, what you're doing, who you're with. And then you're going to announce that you're going to have five seconds of silence and everybody opens their mic and doesn't say anything for five seconds. And that is gonna give you as an editor, or me as an editor, all of the background noise that you're going to expect from an open microphone. And then you can just highlight that, that part, that silence, and you can use a tool in Audacity, uh, Studio One has it, Reaper has it, and it's a noise filter. And you can just filter all of that out. So that would be the first piece. The second piece would be, it is better to leave the mic open and be silent than to try and fill that silence with um or ah. Uh. Be very cognizant of what you're saying as you say it. Uh, ah, uh, um are syllables. I absolutely hate them unless they're part of an actual word because that is what takes you out of that suspension of disbelief because you go from okay this person is in character to this player is trying to find something i don't like hearing this noise and now occasionally it works if you've got a character who is trying to to fill a thought then yeah use a uh, but don't overdo it you know this is this is a part of a script and so if the script calls for um say um but but as a player try to minimize that because it will make you sound more confident and it will make everything run a lot smoother.
0: So, but as you said earlier, unless it's a part of that character's speech, so I know with Mary Sue, uh, she did kind of, uh, and, and, and like, well, I, uh, because especially when things were accusations were yes. made. So, <laughs> do you edit that out? I mean, how do you know when it's in character as opposed to it's the player?
1: I will listen to the line. A do- mm-hmm. easily a dozen times. And so I will listen to the line and then I will listen to the line before it and the line after. I'll listen to all three of them and then I'll go out up to 30 seconds. And as I listen to it, that gives me an idea. Am I going to leave this in there? If it's also going to ruin the flow of the line, if I remove it, I will leave it in there because it's better to have the uh then to have somebody talking and then if it cuts out like that, that that is jarring as hell. So you have to be really really <laughs> careful with it. So mm-hmm. but if you if you know the character, if you know the character is supposed to be kind of out of their element and mm-hmm. or if they get shocked or surprised and you know that or you make it their shock and surprise. There are edits that i will make that will definitely change the camber of a line and the way that it's taken i'll change the entire context
0: all right so that brings up another point you're in editing as the editor you can really do a lot to manipulate and change the content of what's being said and the context
1: oh yeah i'm a right bastard with it
0: yeah (laughs) have you I mean, I know most people don't listen to the podcast they're in. I know I didn't unless I was really asked to do it. But do you feel that's a violation of the player's the players' right to express their character how they want to? That's how they delivered the line. That's how they want it to deliver the line. But then you go into editing and you change it and make it sound more sinister or more anything. Scary, wimpy, whiny, whatever. So at what point is it a violation? How much uh, is... Where's the line where you've kind of taken away the player's creative rights and inserted your own?
1: Mm, That's a really good question. Is it a violation? In the end, it is. There are certain small changes that I'll make. Like if I can emphasize a part of it that just only enhances what the player was originally going for. I don't find that as as a violation but for example for resting glitch face there was a scene where eris the face is trying to convince her sister not to snort this this new drug that's coming out this this pink crystal because it's very bad news she knows this because she basically watched it grow out of the dude's face and so out of desperation she opens up her old drug stash of bliss and just hands it off to her sister saying if you're going to take a bump take a bump off of trusted stuff and then there is additional lines at the end saying i'm i'm not promoting drug use for minors this is strictly a a a thing that i'm trying to do out of desperation and as i'm listening to this mm-hmm. I get rid of all of that. And so now it's just this, this bored (laughs) face is just, you can, you can feel the thumb and the forefinger that are are gripping the nose as she lifts her hand and she's like, you're not, you're not smoking this shit. Let me get you the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she, Mm -hmm. she she buys drugs for her sister to go party. And when the player listened (laughs) to it, She was like, son of a bitch. Oz just made me out to be this terrible person. (laughs) And I did. But at the same time, the character is also a rich girl, trust, Trustafarian, who is running for fun. And so Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of that that that's going on. Now, later on, I'm also tweaking the, the lines and the voice to say, okay, she's starting to get in over her head. And so I can change a word here and there and i can enhance that mm-hmm. but in the end is it is it a violation of, of what the player is doing yeah yeah it, it absolutely is and if the player's cool with that then awesome if they're not cool that then that's a discussion you sit down and have and say okay i can go mm-hmm. back and edit that again but this is mm-hmm. the way it sounds this way this is the way it sounds the other way and if they're adamant then you pull it out and you don't do that
0: mm-hmm okay so is it really if I mean if you're editing your own thing you're gonna make your own choices you would maybe give a heads up to the player and say what do you think yeah. but like with rest in glitchface they they just they do the recording and they hand it to you and they say do this they do just just do it and so is it is it do they trust you
1: they do actually they okay. they do trust me and as as I continue to do this and if I take more, patrons, so to speak, and I do more editing, I, I note, and you will note, and you've done this, you leave notes to your editor in the recording because you know it's going to be edited.
0: <laughs> Oz, cut exactly. that out. Exactly. Fix, ah. fix, <laughs> fix it in post. Fix it in post. Once we had a sound editor, oh my gosh, we were always saying that. Oz, fix right. it in post. <laughs> and
1: so you guys say, Oz, fix it in post. Resting face will say, hey, can you fix that for me? Thanks, Oz and they'll continue to go on and do their thing <laughs> and then they're saying this 2 months ago, 3 months ago. And then I will get to them when I listen to it and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, for future recordings, can you do this?" And then the next set that I I get 3 or 5 months down the road when that recording's ready, mm-hmm. they'll they'll have made that change. And so that is another tip that I would give is If you're stumbling over your lines, stop, take a breath, go back, and say it again. Because if you have that whole perfect line, it is so much easier to use that than trying to cut out syllables from words and trying to pull stuff together so it works.
0: Mm -hmm. So you had mentioned that video BAMPS did on uh, editing. He streamed, this is what I do for editing. I actually listened to that today before we recorded and i i and i was shocked at the it seems almost callous of oh this is garbage get rid of it oh this is just unnecessary that player going off on a tangent get rid of it and i was like oh my gosh he's just slicing and dicing and then valerie had this terrible habit apparently of elongating her words and so he would be like we need to fix that. So we're going to shorten that word up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it it seems to be done with a, a harsh harshness or is it just BAMPS? Do you have to be objective? Do you have feeling or, or is it I got to be objective? I just got to cut stuff that needs to be cut.
1: So at first it will feel horrifying by the second file <laughs> that you do within within the second hour, you're feeling those that exact same thing. I can't use this. I'm going to cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll move this to a muted track. Maybe I can use it later. Oh, God, she's elongating her words. Let's cut this down unless it is you know, a part of the character. But that's got to mm-hmm. be something that's used in moderation. So objectively, mm-hmm. it's got to be I. the goal is having a, a smooth audio
0: file. Hmm. OK. So I know we mentioned that we can uh, truncate silences and you know people will i have two hours of recording i truncated silences now i have an hour and a half of recording Mm -hmm. okay but then sometimes though there are moments in the story where a dramatic pause should be had absolutely so you get rid of the silences you've you've unwittingly gotten rid of this dramatic pause do you go back and put them in do you find places to put them in like what do you do there
1: The wonderful thing about these programs is that truncate silence is a powerful tool and I use it on every file that I do because I feel that if there is any pause over one second between words, there had better be a damn good reason. And when (laughs) it comes to dramatic pause, it is very easy for me to insert a silence as long as I need it to be. And for example, we'll take the the finale of the without a net shadow run game when rc says he's going to open fire and Bamp says who are you shooting at and there's just this long pause of about four seconds four seconds is about as far as i go because otherwise people are like oh god is something broken right at the Mm four second mark i do the sound effect of the drones opening fire and then right after that is when Bamp's announces the target and mary sue goes down it's very, very easy to insert a dramatic silence whenever you need to.
0: So you've 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 brought up RC, you've brought up Mary Sue and everybody. all right. So let's let's get to some real talk. Ooh. Let's get you to dish. Okay. Who's the worst one on without a net as far as the editing? Like every time you constantly having to do stuff. Like, what are they doing? Or are their headsets the worst? Or who's the worst? The one that caused you the most work? grief struggle
1: okay work-wise mm-hmm. i would say michael because he had a lot going on in the background a mm. close second mm-hmm. would be Bamps for the same damn thing
0: oh, <laughs> oh i love Bams. don't get me wrong i love Bamps. and he will be the first one to complain about something he's listening to having bad mic etiquette oh, he's the worst yet he's also the first one to hit push to talk to cough yeah, no. in your in your ear. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I have
1: known this man for years, and he's been bitching about it <laughs> since we were on the Runner Hub running games. And this motherfucker mm-hmm. would sit there and bitch to me about etiquette as he's eating a slice of cake into the microphone.
0: <laughs> I- I love him. He's not self-aware, but I love He's, him. He's
1: wonderful. He, he knows raised. he does it, and he does it anyway. Mm, yeah, you just can't help himself.
0: Yeah, yourself. yeah. <laughs> so then, I, w- I would say, from Go a
1: technical on. perspective, for without a net, you guys mm-hmm. run a very tight ship. The sound quality has always been very good. There's been a minimum of of words we have to cut and truncate, and I would say the only thing that could improve is. Being a little more dramatic or or descriptive with actions as you take them, mm-hmm. but otherwise it was very clean to edit.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so is that another tip? Make sure your players actually give good descriptions of what they're doing, their actions. Yes, because you know we're we're not in a visual medium here,
1: right? And that is we're that free. is an adorable thing about resting glitch phase, is that they're describing their actions but they're all sitting around a table you guys don't you're roll 20 these guys sit or, sit around a physical mm-hmm. table they're rolling physical dice eric's got a track set on on his ceiling where the microphones hang down and he's got everybody's got their own special color headphones so they know what they're plugging into with his mixers and so they're talking And then they'll stop. They'll say, I need to describe this because right now all I'm doing is making hand gestures. They do it a lot. And then, you know, somebody will be talking, uh, like Amanda will be talking, and Mm Shannon will go, Amanda, you need to say what you're doing because you're just gesturing at me. You're just looking at me. Describe the look and they all have a good laugh about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that's that's good feedback for me as a player to make sure I I do that better. And it's great that resting glitch face does that but that's not going to keep me from asking you to tell me who's the worst on wrestling oh the most work the most grief the most strife the most struggle as far as editing goes that's it just no
1: no absolutely as (laughs) as editing goes i love them both they pay my bills eric has a very consistent habit of saying um uh all right and it's gotten to the point mm. that and you'll see it when you open up audacity because it's it's a wave format so you'll see the uh the the waveforms of of the words of the same um has a very particular waveform and you'll be able to pick it out at like 60 feet looking over somebody's shoulder who's working on that and you just go right there that's an um and it's like two minutes ahead and it'll get there and it'll be an um so that that is that is one that's what eric does <laughs> and then uh, shannon likes to lead the table in out of character mm-hmm. off off topic just goes crazy with it and i i get it because they're all coming around the table to play a game it's their social time there mm-hmm. too and there that's not a problem with it my problem with it is if they're going on a tangent and then mm-hmm. they drop back into character for a second and then they drop back out and then they drop back in again. I'm like, oh, no, how, how much of this am I going to gain and how much of it am I going to lose? It's great listening to them
0: <laughs> uh,
1: from an editing standpoint. Mm. Um and hmm. ah is what takes a two hour editing job into a six hour editing job. And it always happens at the start of the file, because by the half point of that file, everybody's comfortable enough in the game that they know what they're doing, and they know what they're going to say next, and they know what's going to happen next.
0: Hmm. So do you have recommendations as far as headsets about what's a good headset to use? You you mentioned Eric has, you know, headsets for everybody, and we all had different ones on Without a Net.
1: Right. I don't know what brand Eric uses, but his sound quality is phenomenal. The microphones that he uses are great. The headsets are great. They're able to fix the gain and futz with it on the fly. It's wonderful, and the microphones that he uses are good enough that if you turn away and you're whispering to somebody, that mic almost never catches it. So it is the the directionals on it are great.
0: No, mm-hmm. oh, you should find out what those uh, what the brand is, and then in the show description, the episode description here, we can kind of that in there.
1: Yes, I I should do that from without a net Mm -hmm. standpoint or from from a roll 20 internet standpoint i'll Mm -hmm. say i will use anything by sennheiser because sennheisers have excellent sound quality for listening
0: yeah i gotta disagree okay my second headset for without a net was a a sennheiser i dropped 120 on it okay and it was and don't get me wrong it's a very comfortable headset but it lasted six seven months oh wow and died died on and i was like this is ridiculous
1: that is ridiculous and you're using the steel series arctis 7 now
0: yes i went with wireless headset this time and i dropped 135 on this one and i haven't heard anybody say i have issues with it i know my earliest headset the first one was like a 60 dollars headset from a kroger and it had crackles and pops and everything and then i upgraded and then it died and then i went to this one and knock on wood it's been okay and you actually now have gotten one as well.
1: Yes. Actually, my entire household swears by the SteelSeries Arctis 7 now. I found them. SteelSeries will actually sell refurbished sets. And so you can get an Arctis 7 Bluetooth set, wireless headset for $100. the The comfort level has been great. I can wear this all day without my head getting sore. It doesn't hang on my head because of the restrictor strap and the microphone has excellent quality. I've never had a complaint. I mean, it's so good that you can hear my my diabetic cat howling for food an hour before he's supposed to be fed.
0: We will be sure to give Leland a credit in the episode. That's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> if he has any social media, let us know. <laughs> And I guess the reason I'm bringing up equipment on an editing show is the equipment really does make a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. In the editing. Absolutely. Even if if you're a group of players that are sitting all around the same table recording and you just have that one, you know, snowball mic, omnidirectional and it's going to pick up every crinkle of a bag. The dice rolls are going to sound annoyingly loud. <laughs> yes. But then you have Eric who's like, no, no, no. We're all going to be around the table, except we're going to have good mics. We're going to have good headsets. It's going to be, we're going to make sure the sound's good. Because if the sound's good, the editing goes a lot smoother and you have a better yes. product.
1: And there's there's a definitive difference in having that one boom mic on the table. Now, when I, before I, when I started this, before I got this Arctis Seven, I had a Blue Yeti on a mic stand, and the quality was great. But you could you could hear what was going on in my kitchen downstairs. Mm-hmm. Crystal clear yeah. reception.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's funny that we say, "Oh, you can use the free software, but you spend your money on equipment." Absolutely. Like, if you're going to invest any money, invest it in the good equipment. If you have have yeah. your players get good mics. If
1: you sets. have $500 to budget, spend at least 200 of it on a good mic and headphone combo.
0: Well, now here's the thing when it comes to podcasts, I feel as a player I signed on to do it. It's my responsibility. Yes. To make sure I have the proper equipment. Now I'm on another podcast that'll start releasing next month or in February. Sorry, I can't say next month. In February and that one there's actual talk of oh you know patron Patreon money comes in we'll get you a headset and i was like what i it the thought had never occurred to me to make vamps buy me a headset dang that would be
1: okay right (laughs) so if you've got the patreon backing or if you've got the kickstarter backing absolutely control what equipment is being used now you're also locking your crew in for the long haul when you do this. But if you've got, if you're making, if you're pulling enough in Patreon funds in order to pay for all of your hosting, pay for all of your data storage, and on top of it, you've still got another 100 to 200 months besides. Yeah, take the person who's got the least quality mic, kick him over a new headset, and because it's it's gonna pay dividends well,
0: well yeah because if if the if the mics are bad and there's these weird snapping crackle pops it's going to turn off the listeners it's going to turn off your audience and they're forgiving up to a point i think we can both agree audiences are forgiving they up are. to a point
1: audiences are wonderful and mm-hmm. i love them and to anybody listening to this thank you for doing so.
0: <laughs> no i mean i i love my audience too i i wouldn't be doing this podcast if i i didn't feel that I had listeners that actually enjoyed me, which is weird, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this. Let's try it, see what happens. Let's give it a go for a year. What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. But even even I am like, all right, who do I know to come on? Have I talked to them before? What's their mic etiquette? What's the, What equipment do they have? Like, I have to think about that because I don't wanna put out an inferior product. Sure,
1: And and the interview format it's, you've got half of it figured out. You've got you figured out. Then it's, all right, how is it, it going to sound for the next person now? The, the sign and the mark of a very good professional advanced editor is when they're taking somebody with a terrible microphone or terrible mic etiquette, and they can take all of that away. They can edit it all out so it just sounds like the conversation between two people that they're in the same room. I am nowhere near there.
0: <laughs> You're still a beginner, remember?
1: I am forever.
0: <laughs> but speaking of being a beginner, you got in without a net because you, you were listening, you knew BAMPS, you, you knew several of the cast people, and you said, Hey, I want to give this a go. And so you, you know, BAMPS said, Well, go ahead. Here's the raw file. Let's see, you know, just do what you want to do. And that's how you got into that one. Now, to this day, unfortunately, you still don't get paid by without a net. You are just doing this strictly as a volunteer. God bless you and thank you. But Rest Glitchface was actually looking for an editor to pay. Yes. How'd you get that one?
1: So I was on a... I, I have several discords I'm on. This one, I, I, recently, I recently left. But the, the Shadowcasters Network is very interested in any and all Shadowrun podcasts. And Eric was on there and he finally put a call out. And he said, all right, I'm, I'm begging for help. I can pay $25 a recording hour. And this is what I need done. And I saw it and I said, you know what? I have a pretty good handle on one net. I could do this. And so I threw it. I I told him I was interested and he sent me a file and I looked at it and like, all right, so it's going to be $25 for every recording hour. And that was the price that he gave. And as the year has gone by, I think it's been a little over a year since we've been doing this. I have as, as a business quote unquote, Have refined it to: I will be paid a minimum of fifty dollars for any podcast that I edit that I don't have a direct creator stake in. I have a direct creator stake, and without a net now, that's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I get the exposure. I say, (laughs) "Is it snowing outside?" (laughs) And I have editing credit on Rusting Glitchface. But when somebody says, "Hey, I want to get into doing this, how much should I charge?" and I say, "Look." I'm going to set the market floor at $25 a recording hour, two-hour minimum. Any other billing is done in 15-minute increments. So that's going to get them to send you as close to two hours as, po- as possible to make it worth their while. And no matter what, you're getting paid 50 bucks, which makes it worth your
0: while. Now, let's talk about that because you had mentioned at the beginning of this that a two-hour will take you four to five.
1: It will. But I also don't do this for a living.
0: <laughs> but would you like to?
1: If I knew I could pull 75,000 a year doing it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is this fills enough time out of my week that I'm not bored. I'm I'm getting to listen to more to more raw content and then I put my editing mark on it. I'm the one who turns it from a game into a story. And I get a lot of pleasure out of that. And the $25 recording hours like I get that 50 bucks. All right, I've got another five-gallon batch of beer that I can brew that I'm not out of pocket on.
0: But and I guess that you are willing to spend that time and to make it, like you said, I I make I turn it from a game to a story. But that comes from your just your natural creativity because, as you mentioned earlier, you were the one that wrote the scripted audio drama episode, the Chicago episode for Without a Net, and you are a writer. I have read some of your writings, and other people have too, and we are still waiting for the story of the cheeseburger.
1: Yes, the story of the cheeseburger. I think this year will be the year, 2020 will be the year of the cheeseburger, I think. You think? I think so.
0: You think you're going to get this done? I do. I do. Right.
1: I'm I'm in a good spot. My My issue tends to be when I get creative, I end up having some real life thing hit me so hard that I just don't have the time to do it.
0: So let's say you do write this up, are you going to turn it into a scripted audio drama? Are you going to are you going to find voice actors and, and 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 delve deeper into that because right now you do actual plays and the scripted audio dramas are different. You have full control over what is said, how it is said because you're directing it.
1: It's true. It becomes a full production when this is done. I think I will tr- I will have to rewrite it in order to make it a full audio drama. Which is fine. When I wrote the Chicago episode, I believe that ended up being about an hour's worth of content when all was said and done, and that was about 20,000 words. So
0: And I want to say you had it written in 12 days? Yeah,
1: I wrote that. I wrote that yeah. in about 10 days.
0: 10 days, okay. Yeah. Which then you need a script editor. Yeah. Now we have a whole nother kind of editing. Now we do. <laughs> Which ugh, we'll have to get into script editing on a whole different show. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea
1: who you're going to pull in for that. I think it's just going to be you raging about it because I know you do a lot of it.
0: <laughs> I actually very much enjoy script editing for the audio dramas. I don't think I'm going to enjoy sound editing, but who knows, right? Maybe.
1: I think you. I think it'll grow on you. It did for me, certainly. Mm-hmm. And for an interview format, you'll find that it's going to go a lot faster for you than it is for me because there's not a lot of stuff that you have to change here. You and I both know to minimize ums. Sound quality for both of us is very good. we both know what we're talking about. you can do a leveling pass you can do a truncate silence sl- slap in your intro your outro you're good to go it'll take an hour
0: that's pretty much my business plan yes that's what I thought <laughs> so any final last minute do's don'ts and in, in sound editing that you think people that are going to jump into this would ben- would benefit from knowing
1: so this is going to be a piece of advice and it's going to run counter to itself when you're doing this editing in the end you are the final arbiter of what is going to be be good and what isn't so it has to sound good to you don't worry about what the audience is going to think of it because you can't please all the people all the time and so make your edits to make it something that you want to listen to now having said that make something that people want to listen to there was a a podcast i don't remember the name now but i was listening to a couple of of pieces of it like that the sound editing was great everybody knew what they were on about it was a subject that should have been really interesting but in the end it wasn't something that anybody wanted to listen to and as a result nobody would listen to it so Mm -hmm. don't get discouraged first off you know if you're if you're if you're doing an actual play you're having fun play the game have a good time play the game if you're going to make a production out of it, that changes what the game is going to be. Uh, Call of Cthulhu that we're doing now, this is this is a, a production, and we're having fun playing the game, but we're also keep doing it with an eye to, we're going to have other people to listen to this, so we have to make it interesting. When it comes to the editing, pick and choose the pieces that make it the most interesting, and then add your touch to it to make it more interesting.
0: And let's just, let's just close this out with a question. You have done editing for Without a Net Shadowrun Saga? Without a net Call of Cthulhu series and resting glitch face, a Shadowrun actual play. Yes. What was the most, your most favorite episode once it got done? Out of all, any of them, all of them?
1: This, this is a tough one. There's going to be a COC one coming down the line. I'm absolutely going to adore not. I'm not, <laughs> not going to spoil that one yet.
0: Don't spoil it. now. So, okay. Oh, that one's going to be pretty
1: the wow okay okay so <laughs> of of all the episodes i've done the the my favorite and this was the reason i got into this was the episode i titled valentine's day
0: oh we don't have, No, let's not say that's your answer what's the uh what's another one? oh,
1: oh my goodness
0: we're not gonna say valentine's
1: I'm day i'm not gonna say no. valentine's day okay
0: no we're not gonna do an episode that was me no
1: oh okay well my second one was when i was watcher on the threshold worm talk Oops
0: another one with me (laughs) all right go on
1: so the reason is from a technical perspective i grew so much as an editor like valentine's day was we had the the music was set to heighten the tension the echo of the footsteps on the stone it it was it perfectly painted the scene and then you were describing your actions. You know, you're, you're, you're pulling the gun out to take that shot and you announce that you do it. And when I hit, get it on the editing side, I take all of that out. I put in the dramatic silence instead. And all you hear is the gunshot. Everybody knows exactly what happened. But I was able to do it without anybody saying a word. On the Worm Talk episode, I had to figure out how am I going to do this to make it sound like there is an otherworldly being here so i take my voice i copy it tw- and paste it twice with a just a fraction of a second offset it's a poor man's echo first one is normal second one has a bass and treble boost third one has a pitch change due to speed and it ends up being this otherworldly echo nobody knows it's me but you can distinctly hear who i am and what i'm doing and i sound like a spirit dragon and it was great And now I use that little trick on anything that is going to be, oh, there's a ghost talking. Okay, copy it once, offset, boom, I have another worldly echo. Demons, do a pitch change, drop the speed down 10%. That's what I did with with Bams to turn him into scrapper. I just did a, a 15% speed change and then a 10% pitch change, and boom, you immediately know it's Scrapper.
0: Yes, but you also changed Morgana, and people did not like that. It's
1: one of my many mistakes.
0: <laughs> well, I guess it was just people had just gotten used to Morgana sounding like that, and then when you went in and changed it, with the opposite effect for Scrapper, people loved that, but when you made his voice high-pitched, people didn't like it. Like, no, that's not Morgana.
1: Right. So in order to fix that, I would have to go back all 89 Mm -hmm. episodes,
0: Yeah, (laughs) everything that
1: Morgana is in, cut it out and have somebody else do the lines entirely.
0: No, no, no. I'm not saying do it or fix it. I'm not saying it was a mistake. I'm saying it was an experiment that you learned from. And I guess if you're going to get into editing, don't be afraid to mess around, like make extra copies of your files, Mm -hmm. have backups, but kind of play with things kind of play with audacity kind of play with what you have and and see what you can you know create okay. from it because you may find a nice way to deliver an effect that enhances the entire story yeah
1: and that's that's why we're doing this you know get out there make some changes make the mistakes and then that's how you get better
0: well and and you have gotten better sir and i'm very appreciative that you continue to do our editing for without a net thank you <laughs>
1: It's, it's been my pleasure. Seriously.
0: And and thank you for being on this episode with me. I know uh, when I was developing this podcast, I, I immediately hit you up and said, I have to do 26 episodes. I want to do one on editing. You're the only editor I really know that I feel comfortable with. Could you do this with me? So I appreciate you uh, always being there to help me, especially with my crazy project
1: absolutely i love hearing myself (laughs) talk and now you only have 25 (laughs) episodes to worry about
0: (laughs) no and i i did one i already did one today pulling back the curtain i've already done one today now i only have 24 to record
1: there you go and i know there's at least two coming down the pipe
0: uh yes there's two more coming down the pipe so it's been fun i guess i'll have to do um maybe i should just do an episode at the end of the year on how did i do this absolutely you should honestly i think the proudest thing, the, the thing I'm most proud of, people, I'm telling you right now, is the spreadsheet. The show planner spreadsheet.
1: God, that's so on brand.
0: <laughs> I have the overview tab. Each episode broke down. when, Who's the guest? When's it recording? What are we talking about? A working title. Oh, I need a working title for this episode. But we're going to cut all of this out. So <laughs> we're going to edit. Fix it in post. <laughs> Fix it in post. Oh, Thank you for giving me my working title. Ah, No problem. (laughs) All right. Thank you again. And I will see you on Without a Net.
1: Absolutely. Thanks again.